The knight of this tale is Burger Jurger, a great bird of valour who hated murder. Though murder she did, and often so, at the stalwart command of her clan, the crow. That was a poem I wrote about my animal familiar whose name is Burger Jurger. I love her a lot. Um, and I want to take a moment to tell you about Burger Jurger and where she came from and the deep and important history that she has to me personally and emotionally. So one time I was playing a very popular video game, Dragon Age Origins, and so I made a character uh, called Lil Squats McGee. And Lil Squats is uh, famous amongst the friend group uh, for being beautiful and gorgeous. And That's not what Lil Squats is famous for. <laughs> That's exactly why we all love Lil Squats. It's the opposite of that. Uh, Lil Squats has, like, just a movie star face, if you can kind of imagine. Um, anyways. It's a fucking creature from the Black Lagoon <laughs> counts as a movie Can star, you please yes. not talk about Lil Squats like that? She can hear you everywhere. Jesus Christ. She's <laughs> all around us. So, thank God. Anyway, as anybody who has ever played uh, the Dragon Age Origin game knows, at a certain point you get a Mabari Hound, which is like a giant awesome dog that fights with you. And you get to name that dog, and I named that dog Burger Jerk. And it just came to me out of the void. And since then, any animal companion I have had in Dragon Age and elsewhere has carried on the uh, legacy name Burger Jerger. And that is why my crow's name is Burger Jerger. The end. Uh, Sophie, why did you choose to name your companion, which is a wolf, Gingy? Uh, thank you for asking. I appreciate it. Well, Caitlin, my good friend to the left of me, always calls ginger ale gingy. She mm-hmm. also calls things like a computer, a cum pew pew. I got that from Noelle. Oh, <laughs> never mind. Noelle is very offended. I clearly crossed the line here. I'm sorry. Wow. So, yeah, basically that's why, because she's a cute red wolf, and her name is Ginger Gingy and Gingerson. Wow, I chose to name my dear Bay because that's from Snow Queen. So I don't know about your guys' like stupid ass reasons, but like mine was really good. <laughs> Pretentious as usual. And also Bay is kind of like a funny name. Also, I just realized that like in episode one, I was getting headbutted by antlers. Yes. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> yep. I'm just riddled with holes. <laughs> Listen, you're used to it. You have water hair, so like maybe. <laughs> How do you think hair works, Caitlin? Water hair. How do you think water works, Caitlin? I don't know. Maybe. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh my god, let's play d and Okay. your dungeon master. I'm Noelle and I play Fran. Uh, I'm Caitlin and I play Corbin whose animal companion is a crow named Burger Jurger. <laughs> I'm Laika of the Wolf Clan. What's your actual name? Uh, oh, I'm Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> so- I'm full method. I am wearing a wolf. Skin. Can you please stop? Can you please stop sending wolf pelts to me in the mail? I'm I really don't want that I anymore. would never send you a wolf pelt, because that's murder. No, you did that, so. I don't recall. 
Okay. Uh, so, last you guys were, exist, do, big room, so, wait. Cat's <laughs> 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 losing it. <laughs> no, Cat. Cat uh, has gone back to her natural state. She's on all fours, please, claps cat. on the ground. This is... Cat, get up. Cat, you can do this. Cat, please. Cat, I have the challenger. Cat, you may not be able to carry it, but I can carry you. Cat, rise. That's rise. not how that I'm really sorry. <laughs> You're going to carry that weight. Oh, my God. Okay. Get up here, space cowboy. Yeah. He's going to quote bullshit at me until I get up. Oh, okay. That's what we always do, make people feel better. Oh, yeah. God, the worst. Incorrectly <laughs> quoting our favorite things. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, to make Kat feel better, I'm going to incorrectly quote her. This is a really intelligent and coherent description. <laughs> that was that was such a good quote. I, it, it took me like a half a second to register that it was. Uh, okay, let's try this again. Let's take from the top. Okay. Ah, uh, so last time. You guys uh, entered a room with a large sphere. Sphere opened into a beautiful flower. You all healed yourselves in a pool of water. And then you headed into the next room. So the next room um, is a hallway about five feet wide. And it makes... uh, It turns several times as you walk down it. And you can kind of tell that it's a hexagon. And on each section of wall, there is a keyhole. Right. So for the keys. Ooh. So how many keyholes are there? There are six keyholes because it's a hexagon. Okay. All and right. <laughs> why don't you make like a hexagon and stop? Oh. I think that's an octagon. Yeah. Stop sign. Anyway. I was so, ready to get on board with it though. I was about to. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Listen. All my hex are gone. Oh! <laughs> you don't give any hex. Oh, All right. Man. So what happens when we put a key into one of the keyholes? Uh, you hear something unlock, but nothing happens. So we have four keys. Mm-hmm. Let's leave them in the doors. Well, the walls? Wall doors. Uh, you leave them in the doors. Cool. So do you guys want to go back to the last room, the arena room, the one you haven't been in? Uh, yep. Let's okay. do that. <laughs> Okay, so you go back to the arena room. This is another hexagonal room. Uh, there are portcullises on each one of the walls. Mm. And when you walk in, the door is predictably at this point locked behind you. Mm-hmm. Old hat. <laughs> yep. Um, so, as you guys reach the center of the room, one of the portcullises opens. Actually, two of them open. And two dire rats come out. Two fiendish dire rats. R-E-U-S's? I didn't think they existed. <laughs> and roll for initiative! Uh, uh, Sophie, while we roll, you might have some things to use against fiends if they're fiendish. I do. I got 11. I got a 4, which is not surprising, because Fran should honestly have negative initiative. <laughs> <laughs> That's a 7. Okay. So... Uh, the rat goes first, and it is going to lunge straight for Corbin. So there's two rats? There are two rats. What do they look like? 
are there any differentiating Your rodents features? of unusual size. They are rodents of unusual size, yes. Um they they are enormous rats with glowing eyes and mm-hmm. Does one of them have a bow and eyelashes to show it's a girl? Actually they both do. What oh my god. Oh. Perfect. Two, two lady rats for our lady podcast. Okay, so the rat is going to lunge at Corbin. Uh, that no eight does not hit your armor class. Uh, amazingly, no. Okay, <laughs> no, it doesn't. All right, then Corbin, it's your turn. Cool. I am gonna take my spear. I'm gonna tap that little lady rat right on her head with it. Are you just gonna tap her? I'm gonna tap her hard. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> it's called stabbing, Caitlin. You're going to stab the rat. I mean, I guess that's a word that you could use. I think Corbin's about to have sex with the rat. <laughs> That's... I'm not cool with this, Corbin. <laughs> I won't engage in, in rat-bird relations, I can assure you. <laughs> oh, I got a three, so <laughs> it's not going to be an issue. Okay, now it's the other rat, and that, that rat is going to go to Fran. Uh, and then it is Sophia, or uh, Leica. I'm just going to attack it. That's a three? That's not a That's the third three in a row that we've All rolled. Right. I just want to... Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I am going to cast uh, Witch Bolt. Witch Bolt? Witch Bolt. Wait, Witch Bolt? Witch Bolt. Yeah, but Witch Bolt. A witch's kind. <laughs> but Witch Witch? The, uh... <laughs> Okay. A beam of crackling blue energy <laughs> launches out toward a creature, and it's going to be a sustained arc of lightning, and on a hit, the target takes 1d12 damage. Sure. Okay, so that is uh, 18. That will hit. Oh, 12 plus 6. Okay, it is hella, it's fried. You have some crispy fried wraps. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, it's not that hard. Okay, so it is back to the top of the order with wrap 2. And Rat 2 is going to try and avenge its fallen friend. Who knows? Yeah, come at me. Or maybe they're fallen lovers. I don't give a shit. I hate rats. <laughs> they were both girl rats. I, I forgot that. She is going to try and avenge her fallen friend or foe or possibly lover. We don't know. We don't know much about rats. Yet. I laugh. Oh, no, that doesn't hit. That's a four. And now it's Corbin. Me. Mm-hmm. They're unlucky rats. Yeah, they are not lucky. Uh, I'm going to use my cantrip, Produce Flame. Okay. Uh, and on hit, the target takes 1d8 fire damage. Okay. Then I got uh, 13 plus 6. Okay, that hits. Uh, 4 damage. Okie dokie. And Sophie? I'm going to stab this rat. Stab it. That's 11 plus 6, so... That hits. Okay. Okay, it's good. You're fine. It's dead. It's All right. Super dead. I killed super dead. Good job. Yeah, we killed these rats so quick, you guys. Good job. So, as, as the second rat falls, another portcullis opens. Mm. How many part- are there? Oh, well, there. It's a hexagonal room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, two portcullises have already opened. This is the third one that's opening. Um, you did come in through one of the portcullises. As well. Okay. So, three down. Yes. And now another, the fourth is opening. Yes. Okay. And uh, what shambles out is, to put it mildly, horrifying. It is more or less a pile of flesh with eyes and a mouth. This is a lemur, I think is how it's pronounced. That's horrifying. 
Mmm. <laughs> Life is into it. I start crying. Great. So, Corbin, you are first. Well, I'm definitely, like, the tears are running down my face. And I can't see very well because I'm crying so hard at just, like, how upset I am at okay, the way this thing looks. Okay, you're going to take a penalty then. Hit. Uh, You've made this choice. <laughs> I'm just being realistic, you guys. I'm sorry. I use shape water to pull the water out of Corbin's eyes. <laughs> it's not your turn, Fran. <laughs> well, I think about doing it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I um, I guess I'm going to cast Produce Flame. You said it's, like, fleshy, right? Yeah. yeah I'm gonna it's cast, just like a shambling like, mound like, of flesh. And I got uh, I I got 17, but I, I'm taking disadvantage, right? So I have to roll again. And, oh. Um, Caitlin. <laughs> That's uh, made, that's gonna be eight total. You uh, you made your role play bed. Now you lie. In yeah, it. I'm gonna. I do that in the in the uh, fantasy world as well. I lie down. Okay, so then it is the Lemure's turn. It's gonna go right for you. Mm-hmm. I am prone. It sees, it sees your uh, your fear. It's attracted to it. <laughs> it's very. It finds it very sexy. <laughs> This, uh, this shambling mound of flesh wants to be your girlfriend. Yeah. I start sobbing uncontrollably. <laughs> um, okay, and so that is going to be a 14? Yeah, that hits. That hits? That is five damage. And now it is Lycus' turn. Alright, let's do this. So, I'm gonna try and attack and use Divine Smite. Okay. Alright, so this is gonna be a lot of damage if it works. If it doesn't, oh, no! natural 20! It's so dead. All right. It's just so dead. It is a smoldering pile of ash that still kind of wants to date Corbin. Um, I opened my eyes because I closed them as soon as this thing entered the room. And I'm very relieved, and I bond with Lyca slightly more for killing it. <gasps> I give you a small smile. I freak out! I start crying! All right. <laughs> Um, then- I stop crying because I'm very happy that the thing is dead. All right. <laughs> Although I'm unnerved at the fleshy smell of cooked meats. It smells delicious. I'm, I'm unnerved by that, though. I don't like it. I, I take a nibble. <laughs> no. I start to cry again. Listen, I'm a wolf. I know there's... You're a scavenger, too. Like, yeah, but like... Life. Not this. You're gonna take three damage from eating that. Worth it. Does it taste delicious? Kinda, yeah. Alright, worth it. Charbroiled, uh, fiend. Okay, so, another portcullis opens, and at first, nothing happens. Mm. And then, you hear a noise that's deeply unsettling. Like the sound of thousands of legs. Crying Crying out at once. Only to be suddenly silent. <laughs> do legs cry out in your universe now? Mine sure do. Uh, anyway, a monstrous centipede uh, emerges from this portcullis door. I get real hungry. Whoa, I am freaked the fuck out by this. Not cool. I just, um, its size type is huge, so. It's, Bring on the buffet. Uh, it's. <laughs> It's a sizable centipede. Uh, so, Corbin, back to the top of the order with mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. You're gonna eat this thing. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna uh, lance it through the head. Okay. That's what I'm gonna 
try for it. I'm not sure like which end is the head, but I take a wild guess. And I got a natural 20, <gasps> second so oh. <laughs> Alright, uh, okay. Oh, sweet. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Double damage. Uh, okay. So, that's a six plus, uh, a three, uh, plus a three, uh, plus a three again. Okie dokie. So then it is the centipede's turn. Yeah, well, I'm gonna eat it. It's gonna go after Laika. Laika, you're the last one to... I don't know. I guess I'm just gonna go after you because I feel like it. It's personal. Okay. That is going to be a 19. That's going to hit. So that's going to be... Aw, look at you. What? Lucky. That is four. Oh, ow. Ooh. Okay, now it's Fran. I hate this guy. (laughs) Uh, I have been struggling not to throw up for several reasons, because y'all are super gross, (laughs) and because there's a giant centipede in the room, and I'm going to cast... Scorching Ray. Scorching Ray. I got it too. <laughs> <laughs> you scorch the wall. The wall smells dank. I look directly at Fran like I think she's some kind of idiot. <laughs> Your turn, Corbin. All right. Uh, so I cast Moonbeam. What's, what's it's a it's a Constitution saving throw. It's gonna be a ten. That doesn't that doesn't make it. Sweet. So how? So uh, I get to do. Uh, 2d10 damage to you. Uh, and that's gonna be 8 plus, uh, 5. Okay. Uh, now Hungry. it's the centipede's turn again. And it's real mad at you, Corbin. Oh! You're the one who keeps hurting it real bad. So it's gonna hurt you real bad, because that is a 16. So that's gonna be, uh, 14. Well, that is all of my hit points. <laughs> can I, I can heal you. I have lay on hands. Does that heal me if I hit zero, though? I don't have to make saving throws after this? So, you are out of hit points. Mm-hmm. That means you have to... You have three rolls of a d20. If you roll above ten, you succeed. If you roll below, you fail. If you fail three times, you're dead for good. I'm gone, skis. If you roll above ten three times, then you are stabilized. Um, And you can be healed if someone gets to you before the third... Your third failure, you can be stabilized by healing. Cool. I, I don't regain any hit points upon stability, though. I'm just, like, at zero, but, like, not dead. Yes. Correct? Okay. Cool. Oh, Zarvan. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm really worried about that guy. Um. Like, it's your turn. Okay, so I'm going to use Lay on Hands, and I do touch the weird boob window. Oh, God bless you. I... <laughs> When you say that, no, I no, immediately no. take my hands off. <laughs> Corbin like, doesn't say that. I'm just saying that in, in real life. I touch your forehead and <laughs> I restore you for 14 points. Am I like prone right now? Hell yeah. I, so I have to like stand up and shit on my next yep. turn? Okay, I would just like to say that Corbin has felt a rush of warmth in his forehead and in his boob window. <laughs> <laughs> and he has never felt this feeling before. Alright, Fran. See if you can finish this thing off. Alright, I'm gonna use Witch Bolt. Witch Bolt? Let's not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that is 17. That'll hit. It takes 
Uh, nine damage. Alright, it is dead! I immediately run at it, and I pull off one of its giant legs and start sucking the meaty juices out. (laughs) Oh, no! Uh, Fran, I'm gonna have you roll to not throw up. Oh, God. I get negative three for not throwing up. I got 12. You don't throw up. Oh, just, just barely. Just heat. barely. I walk out over and, you know, originally I was scared of this guy, but I'm like, I'm going to give it a chance. I, I, okay. I so take some bites. As yeah. you go to take a bite, however, the centipede disintegrates mm. from either end into clouds of black smoke, leaving behind a silver key. Cool. Yay! Did, did I eat it? Can I, like, spit the silver key out of my mouth and be like, no. is this? No. no. <laughs> it's just sitting on the ground. You, you did eat horrifying sentence. Cool. You turn to ash in your mouth. Yes! Great, well. episode hey it's noelle uh i usually play fran but right now i'm playing at uh being an adult woman anyway same sound problems different episode am i right well listen this episode is the worst of the worst in that respect and after this it'll be over and we can all forget it happened and pretend it never did Thanks again to everyone listening and showing their love for the show. We are so thankful for the response we've gotten so far. That means you extra crispy and exactly from iTunes reviews. Thank you especially to exactly for saying that you're glad that you don't work in a quiet office since your quiet office coworkers would not appreciate your laughter in response to our humble podcast. Thanks a million. Stay tuned for further legendary shout outs, you guys. And here now is our reminder for everyone to keep rating and reviewing on iTunes. Mm-hmm, yep, here it is. Please do. Thanks. Thanks also to nice and wonderful Facebook commenter Jesse D. Likovic. Sorry if that was a mispronunciation. As well as to Stan and Ivan of They See Me Rollin'. Your kind words and sharing of our content is so appreciated. And everyone, be sure to check out They See Me Rollin' if you're looking for more actual play podcasts. We, in particular, are especially fascinated and delighted by your inclusion of a goblin in your party. That's pretty cool. Thanks for your support, guys. Uh, Next, I want to introduce our Patreon to y'all listeners. Uh, We don't have everything set up yet, and we don't expect that much activity until we've posted more content, but we wanted to get the ball rolling a bit for people listening to this after we've posted more. So for anyone unfamiliar with Patreon, it's a website used to set up monthly donations and is often used by various types of artists releasing free content on the internet so that they have time and resources to release even better content. At this point, our Patreon funds would go towards paying our audio hosting bill as well as getting new and better microphones so you guys can have a better time listening. One of the coolest features on Patreon is that it has levels of donations that unlock various different features. Again, we'll probably talk more about Patreon at a later date, but we wanted to mention it now. 
As always, you can find our Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr at damesanddragons.com. And we are so excited to hear your comments and answer your questions. We'll see you next week. And now, uh, let's tell Chantel to listen. Chantel, if you're listening, the code word is solo. Chantel, I love you so much. And every day I go to sleep and I have a picture of you on the other pillow. That's a little weird. I also have a picture of Chantel. Uh, my bed sheets and my duvet cover are a collage of pictures of Chantel. Am I the only one who doesn't have pictures of Chantel near them when they sleep? I'll, I'll get you one. Okay. I've got a few to spare. Should I just make a mask for my boyfriend so that he is just has Chantel's face? I mean, that's what I that's what I would do if I was you. Perfect. Okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Mike, if you're listening, um, I'm sorry, but this is the way it's got to be, honey. Chantel, the sleep rage is activated. in this room. Now what doors are open? Uh, so the door you came in is open, and then one of the portcullises sort of to the right of where you came in is open now. Alright, let's go through that portcullis. Okay. You are back in the room with the sphere and the pool. Hmm. Well. Can I take a dip in that pool again to get yeah, my, yeah, my, my healing? Uh, me too. Yeah. I dip. I do some, I do some, some cool bird flaps, uh, with my human arms. I do the dip and I go swimming. <laughs> I eat some dipping dots while I'm in the dip. Did you bring some dipping dots? I had them on me. How did they not melt? <laughs> they were on you? They were all on me. I'm, I'm upset by the logistics of this. However, let's move on. <laughs> Anyway, okay, um, so let's, let's put that extra key in the fifth keyhole in the octagonal room. Got it. (laughs) Let's go put it in there. What happened? You hear an unlocking noise, and otherwise nothing happens. So we have one more keyhole, and seemingly nowhere to go to get a sixth key. No, there's a portculus that opened up. Oh, we yeah, no, no, we went through that, and we got back to the room that we were in. Oh. Mm-hmm. I blacked out. Because <laughs> you're eating those nasty Yeah, it was all dots. those dipping yeah. dots. I should not have done that. I feel pretty sick. <laughs> oh, man. My stomach growls because I'm the only one who hasn't eaten some shit today. <laughs> so there's nothing that we missed. I mean, well, obviously there's something that we maybe missed, but, like, there's no, like, paths we didn't go down. Yeah, you've gone down all the paths. We didn't get a key from the room with the tapestry. The only key- room you did not get a key in is the mirror room. Should we go back there? Yeah, let's go yeah. back there. Okay. Okay. So you go back to the mirror room, and the the mural is back on the wall, uh, and the glass on the floor is reset. Okay, so we have to figure out how to do this the right way. The way we did it before was not correct. Yes, accurate. 
Well, I'm in this room right now, and I begin to shake with latent rage at the memory of that fucking bird that I saw that looked just like me. Um, I I notice that Corbin is shaking, and I laugh a little bit. I glare. It's I have those giant black eyes, so I wink. I say, "We'll get that son of a bitch." Say, Thank you. I wonder why Leica is so willing to lie to Corbin all the time. I'm just convinced. <laughs> I think it's human culture, and I am really into human culture. My question is answered. I no longer wonder. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's try to stand on the glass. It's, this side of the glass isn't reflective. It's just clear. Mm-hmm. So now it is just peering down into emptiness. If we try to push on one side, can we, like, get inside there? You can try. All right, I'm going to try to push on there. I push it. I got a 10. You fall in. All right, I'm in, you guys. <laughs> and the water starts rushing. Yeah, water! I, I begin, water! I begin to laugh, and I try to leave the room. I did. <laughs> the door locked behind you. Damn it's all it. exactly the same. Ugh. Wait, can I take a closer look at the mural again? Yes, you can look at my very shitty. It's so mural. so. It's the same, basically. It, no. Um, actually, it is different. There. So, it is a mural of the goddess holding a disc-shaped mirror, which she is in the middle of flipping. And this time, there is a deer walking onto one side and walking off the other side. So, deer walking onto the top of the disc, deer walking off of the bottom. Can I? So it's something I have to do because it was a crow when it was Corbin. By the way, I'm, like, doing, like, backstrokes. I love to be in water. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so maybe swim to the bottom, see if there's anything you can All see. Right, I swim to the bottom. Uh, it is pitch black. I right, go back to the top. Yeah, you can't Wait, see anything. Wait, what about our strobing shirt? Your strobing yeah. shirt? That's correct. That's right. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you can see where the water's coming in. There's about, like, a two-inch-wide yeah, on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, there's nothing else in this room. Um, the only thing of real note is that there is the mirror on the ceiling. Okay. That you can't see through anymore. Okay. I now see myself. You can see yourself. And I don't get confused because I'm not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would like to do a perception check on the mural. Sure. Uh, and that is over 19. Okay. I mean, it's over 20. So, after careful contemplation of the mural, the thing you notice most about it is that it seems less like it's a step the more you look at it, and more that it's like the se- the deer that's on the bottom is falling out. So it seems that the deer steps on the top and falls out the bottom. So it's a trap that we just walked into again? So now we know that it's a trap that we just walked into again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Is there anything, like, on the floor of the room that I could pick up? Like, a rock or something? Nope. Okay. I mean, it's gotta be something I have to do, but I don't know, like, do I need to, like, stand, like, put my feet on it when I get up there? Yeah. But, like, I mean, yeah, try try doing the reverse. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, after five minutes or so, when the room has filled with water, Mm -hmm. you try to stand on the mirror, and you come tumbling out the other side. Oh, God. He drops... From the mural. Oh, thank God somebody competent fell <laughs> Well, um, I cannot be blamed for the way that I was raised to believe in my perception of the world. When you have to act in your reflection, you just had to stand. <laughs> you just had to know that it was a reflection is 
step one. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I, uh, I come out and I'm doing peace signs and I'm like, what's up, Corbin? <laughs> I look at you like you're a magician because I can't believe what just happened. I am convinced that you've been replaced by a clone. <laughs> All right, you guys have six keys, though. Yay! Yay. Okay, so we put the six key. We gotta go back to that hexagonal room and replace. Or not replace, but put in the key. Okie dokie. You put the key into the wall, and the walls all begin to rumble. And then they fall one by one. They collapse into the floor. In the center of this room that is revealed, there is a monstrous bird with six wings, and it immediately, who's, I'm gonna say, uh, it's gonna lunge immediately at Laika. Oh, and it attacks you with an electric ray that shoots from its mouth. Oh, cool. Great. And that is gonna be a 19. That hits. Yep. And that is going to be eight damage. Yep. Okay, now we can roll for initiative. So it's a big bird. It's a giant Oops. bird, six wings, serrated beak. It's it's just like not super friendly looking. Okay. Um so Is it crow like? No, it is actually um sort of blue its plumage is blue and white. Its beak is bright orange. So like I couldn't talk to it. It is an arrow hawk, if you guys are wondering. That's okay. just what it is. Cool. Um so what did y'all roll? I rolled a six. Okay. At one. Thirteen. Okay, so Laika, you're first. Okay, so this guy, what's his background? Is he like, is he a fiend, perhaps? Nope. No. Alright, well, I'm still gonna use Divine Smite on him, probably, if this works out. Okay. So that's a 19. That will hit. Alright. 24 points of damage. Ouch. It doesn't like that. doesn't like that one little bit. Um, okay, so now it is the Arrowhawk's turn. It is, it's gonna retaliate. It's not happy. It's not a happy camper. And that is gonna be 19. So that- Oh, what's this guy's problem? I'm just uh, able to shoot you with electric rays from his mouth. That's what his problem is. Attitude. Okay, that only does four damage. Better. Barely grazed by the electric rays. I'm cool with that. Okay, Fran, your turn. Okay, um, how smart does this guy look? He looks like a giant bird with six wings. You tell me. He's got a bird brain. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, am extremely offended by that joke. Extreme. Isn't your intelligence score really low? Yeah, but I'm still offended. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to cast Poison Spray. Okay. So I extend my hand towards the creature, and I project a puff of noxious gas from my palm. Part of your hand. Yes, it is a part hand spell, and I'm ready to use it. Okay. <laughs> use try to succeed on a constitution saving throw, please. Well, that's a th- that failed. That failed horribly. Okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be fighting on. Get ready. Hold on. And that's going to take nine damage. Oh, it is dead. Whoa, yes! what? Yes! The fart killed it. The fart killed the bird. What? I killed the bird with a fart. I am real repulsed, offended, and upset. This is the most proud I've ever been of you, and the bond has grown. 
Maybe it has. I <laughs> I continue my song and I make the the strobe of my shirt match the what, beat. Yeah, match the beat of my song. Nice. Okay, good job everyone. So the and the center of the room, a staircase uh rises from the center of the room, it spirals upward toward the ceiling, and goes up into a hole in the ceiling. Mm. Um you guys go up up the staircase and you are back. You guys emerge at the front doors of the temple, and you are greeted by the goddess and her attendants and Yay. your mentors, those of you who still have mentors. Who saw my far hand? Who saw my far <laughs> Not your dead mentor. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Dude, what the hell? That's rude. I, um, I, I apologize. Cast poison spray <laughs> on Corbin. You're gonna need to make a constitution. Okay, so. wait, hold on. Okay, uh, and I got uh, thirteen plus five, whatever that is. All right, my fart does not affect you, but know that I did do it. <laughs> uh, the attendant who spoke to you guys the first time. At least you think it's her. It's one of the dear veiled attendants. She steps forward and she says, Well done, well done, all of you. You have passed your final test. The goddess congratulates you, and you may now take your place at her side. And she gives you, like, a grand sweeping motion towards the goddess, who, once again, gives you a little wave. Oh, I wave back. Oh, me too. With both hands. Oh. <laughs> so, you guys, uh, you walk over to the group of the goddess and her attendants and the goddess takes each of you she takes your hands in hers and she gives you a kiss on the forehead oh my god I rolled a fall in love with the goddess <laughs> I don't act any different than you uh, I'm gonna roll as well <laughs> I am in love <laughs> this is the person for me I like to roll to touch emotion just like <laughs> briefly you know like a glimpse of it through what? my through my bird eyes. Touch emotion? Yeah, like touch it like not physically, but like, you know, grasp the concept. <laughs> I got an eight, so I don't You have no idea what no, emotion I'm, is. I'm not sure about it, but I but I I know it's there and I wanna feel it. Okay. Your mentor buddy, uh Sophia, your mentor buddy, uh comes up to you and gives you a big clap on the shoulder. Good job, kid. Thanks, Dad. I mean buddy. Uh <laughs> And Demora comes up to you and gives you a hearty handshake and says, I knew you could do it. Thank you. Thank, thank you. I didn't know I could do it. <laughs> uh, and Fran, you don't have anyone, but Bay comes and gives you a little lick on the face. Hey, Bay. Well, now it is time for you to come and join the goddess in the city temple where she is residing. Please, if you'll follow me, the attendant says, and uh, ushers you all away from the forest, away from the place you guys have called home your entire lives. This is, for some of you, your first excursion into the city or out of the forest. Me. Never been? Like has never been? Eh, I've been out. <laughs> I tend to hang out in the city. I like it there. Yep. So the city of Estra sprawls all of the island that is not covered by forest. It is uh, enormous and beautiful. The buildings are all made of this white polished stone and they have blue glass windows that glisten in the sun. 
there are vehicles that whiz up and down the street that are floating, um, floating carriages and sort of like floating motorcycles. I'm afraid of those. Um, there is shops and there are just so many people. Like this is more people than like uh, Corbin. This is more people than either of you have ever seen. I I uh, lean over to Leica and I say. I can't believe all of the crows here. So many. <laughs> I can't even hear what you're saying because I'm trying to sniff everyone's butt. I'm loving the scents. Okay, so the wolf attendant, um, the attendant with the wolf veil, kind of gently takes you, like it takes you by the shoulder and like guides you up from that level of people and says, humans don't sniff butts. I sniff the attendant's butt. All right. Um, so... As you are all walking into the city, um, everybody stops and stares because this is not at you guys, because you guys are fairly inconsequential, but this is the goddess who's walking among them currently. Um, and there is a carriage waiting for her, which she steps into with the two deer attendants. Um, the crow attendant and the wolf attendant take the three of you to a separate carriage, um, which you ride in. Um, these are open, open top carriages, so you can see the city as you pass by. You go through the narrow, winding streets. It's, everything here is just stacked on top of each other, because this island is roughly the size of our equivalent of Manhattan. Um, it is very small, and they have utilized every inch of space. Buildings are soaringly tall, and these floating carriages operate at multiple levels, so there's, you know, the ones flying at the top, at the rooftops where there are rooftop gardens that they go visit, and rooftop parks. There are, you know, ones at the mid-level that are going into, like, the residential homes, and then there's ones at the bottom which are going into the shops and all of the uh, places of business. And you guys are heading toward the uh, north edge of the island where there is a outcropping on which the goddess's city temple is. So originally she inhabited that forest temple, but somewhere in the last several thousand years, um, another temple was built for her in the city as the city grew um, so that she could be closer to her people instead of isolated in the forest. And that is now mainly where she resides. The temple is, of all the buildings in, in Estra, is the most grand, the most beautiful. It sparkles in the sun. The domes on the tops of the buildings are covered in gold leaf. Um, there are veiled attendants and masked guards, you know, milling about the grounds. And as the goddess walks into the temple through the ivory gates, everybody stops and kneels for her. Because she is their goddess. She is your goddess. And as you guys get out of the carriage, the wolf-veiled attendant and the crow-veiled attendant sort of usher you guys and get you into formation behind her in a little, you know, triangle of how this is supposed, how you're supposed to stand. And the goddess smiles serenely at all of her followers and raises her hands to indicate that they should stand. And then she continues onward with her dear attendants and the other two attendants stay back with you and they sit the goddess will now attend to her daily prayers. We will show you to your rooms. So you guys are going to your new dorms, your new digs. Wow. You are given rooms uh, in the main temple. The attendants tell you that your rooms are very close to the goddesses. Should she need you in the night, she 
will uh, be able to contact you through Bell that is in each of your rooms. She seems a little standoffish. Anybody else knows that? The goddess? She kissed us. Yeah, no, and then I, she, what did she say? Like, just like, let me kiss you silently. Like, oh, I did not are you get, saying that I did character? Not get the, I'm saying it in character. Hell yeah. That sounds like character voice. I don't remember what my character was. <laughs> <laughs> so the attendant looks back and says, uh, I suppose no one would have told you. This incarnation of the goddess does not have a voice. What? Oh! She can't... What, what's, what's she about? She simply has never spoken. Can she write stuff down? Yes, she does communicate with us in writing occasionally. Her... She... She has trouble communicating her thoughts. Clearly. It's, we believe it to be an effect of how hastily she had to reincarnate last time, but we can only, we can assure you, and we assure everyone that it is still our goddess, the same goddess that we've had for thousands of years. I wish Corbin was born without a voice. (laughs) (laughs) The feeling is mutual. (laughs) Can she use sign language? I believe that she has attempted to... She doesn't spend much time apart from her main attendants. The the other two that you saw, I think they have a way of communicating with her with hand gestures, but we're not allowed to know it. Can I just say, it seems weird that you'd have to reassure us that she's the real goddess just because she can't speak. Like, that never occurred to me that that would be something that I would think, because she can't speak, she's not the real goddess. That's that seems, fair, Corbin. That's that seems fair. suspicious, is all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I suppose you have all not really spent much time in the city. There are concerns among the citizenry that because of the mysterious death of her last incarnation and how quickly she had to reincarnate, some believe that this vessel doesn't contain the spirit of the goddess, especially because she can't speak. But but we can assure you we've run all of the tests, and her divinity is pure. What are the tests? I can't speak of those. <laughs> uh, secrets. Probably like a CT scan. <laughs> a what? Why are you talking about? You know, like a... Crow tree scan? Yeah. <laughs> You get up in the tree and you scan the ground. (laughs) And you scan the goddess? Yeah. For what? Her voice is missing on the ground? You can, when you're a bird and you're up high, you look down. Things are different. (laughs) You must all be very tired from your trials. You have the rest of the day to relax and explore the grounds. The goddess will be busy in prayer for the rest of the day, but tomorrow we have arranged for you to escort her during her preparation for the Festival of Lights, which will be happening at the end of the week. Mmm, great. Have you seen the Festival of Lights? Are you able to see it from the forest? Uh, I see the moon, and uh, the stars, and the sun. I've seen the Festival of Lights. Oh, how nice for you. Yeah, it was pretty nice. Ooh. But I, you must all be so tired. I'm sure there'll be plenty of time to discuss the festival later. Please, retire to your rooms. Enjoy a bath. 
Explore the grounds. I've bathed enough. <laughs> <laughs> Please, let any of us attendants know if you have any needs. Where's the snacks? I will arrange to have refreshments brought to your rooms. That's dank. Noelle, she's just so fucking cool. All the time. I know, I know.